Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Candidates try distancing themselves from Ed Burke. The truth is they're all tied to the same broken Chicago machine, except me. I'm Lori Lightfoot. I've prosecuted corrupt aldermen and held police accountable. Now I'm running for mayor to finally make City Hall work for you. With an elected school board, making all neighborhoods safe and reducing the unfair tax burden on working families. Shady backroom deals haven't served us. It's time to bring in the light. Ah. No, it's not Ah. an episode from 2019. It is 2022. Yeah, that's 2019, and I was talking to someone on the phone, uh, no names, who ripping me for having voted for Lori. <laughs> ben, you fell for it, and I'm just hearing that commercial. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I did fall. I was going to say kind of fell for it, but D, why put kind of in there? I did fall for it, all right? And she didn't do any of the things she said she was going to do in that spot, Okay. You know, taxes are really going high. It's the continuing gentrification of the city because she won't do uh, progressive taxation. She was absent in the fight for the fair tax. Uh, you know, shady backroom deals. I don't know. What's NASCAR? NASCAR coming to shower? We don't even know what that is. Is that not a shady backroom deal? No, that is front room. Good time and racing stuff. Yeah. But yo, yeah, that part of it is right out there on the lakefront where we all can see it. But what about the deal that was cut? You know, we all say on the Ben Jarofsky show, every day I'm cutting deals. I just cut a deal with Henry uh, uh, Davis, who's my guest today, and uh, to be my guest. But the deal was, hey, Henry, please come on my show. Anyway, I, that, that commercial always gets to me, D. Uh, and then when you bring it up, I'm like, wow, flashback to 2019. No. And I wish I had voted for Neil Salas Griffin. All right. My regrets, my regrets. I mean, like that commercial worked on you. Yeah. It wasn't so much the commercial, uh, because I'm really don't listen to, I mean, confession time. Don't, don't listen to TV or watch TV. Or you don't, you're uh, not on a show that probably played the thing or anything. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not on a show. I've been already fired. Uh, and, uh, they're not in a million years going to buy ad time on the Ben Jarofsky show. Oh, let's, let's reach some lefties. You know, they just wrote us off. Uh, but, uh, you know, she came to the hideout, said the same essential things to, uh, me, uh, and McDumkey. And as I've always pointed out, Mick was wise. He didn't fall for it. I was not. And I fell for it. Here's the sound of me falling for it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Thursday, August 25th is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink. Every now and again, what kind of reefer to smoke, and so much more, including columns. No, they don't talk about what mushrooms to eat. <laughs> Uh, sometimes they do. 
I got an email about that. No, guys. And so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky, Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A-V is in victory, S-K-Y. It is Thursday, August 25th, and this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Yeah, hello everybody, Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this student debt break Thursday, and here's why. As President Joe Biden has, as the Sun-Times headline says it, uh, quote, lent a hand on loans. Well, actually the headline is Biden lends a hand on loans. I screwed that one up. But let's see how the Tribune did. We haven't done this in a while. By the way, Henry uh, Davis is waiting his uh, link. He's already called me and texted me. Love when my guests are eager to come on the show. It has been sent. Uh, Biden offers relief for student debt. What do you think, D? Here you go. I'm going to put you on the spot. You've been your life's been easy for you lately. Oh. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, so here we go. Well, I got to reach Tribune. out to I got to reach out to the councilman Davis again. Hold on, <laughs> producer. Man, Ann. Right, it's hard, man. Email? You, okay. you, now, now, hit me up. Hit me up. You think it's easy being a producer for the Ben Jarowski show, ladies and gentlemen? Fact, have you seen the TV show Bear? It's like Bear. I'm always like yelling at Dennis, Chef, move, Chef, left. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, right. I, Davis hasn't got his uh, email. Uh, maybe we need to work on that. But Dennis, let me ask you a question. Oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm a little all over the map. All right, here you go. Chicago Sun-Times headline. Biden lends a hand on loans. Tribunal headline. Biden offers relief for student debt. Young Dennis, which one do you think is better? Oh, they were both very boring. <laughs> Sometimes, come on. Very, like I, I couldn't even register. It just went over I know, my brain. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a fascinating thing. I was following this one um, uh, very closely yesterday uh, after we were doing the show. Uh, Biden was getting bashed absolutely everywhere. Uh, my beloved lefties uh, were bashing him because it's not enough aid. Uh, the maximum amount, I think, uh, of relief is uh, $20,000 for people who, who are eligible. Uh, and uh, and then the, the minimum, I think, is, is uh, the lower end is $10,000. So there were, my beloved lefties were bashing him for not being enough. Uh, the MAGA lost its mind, said it's welfare, uh, and that he was encouraging laziness and sloth. Uh, and then it's like the Washington Post and the mushy middle are like, <laughs> you know how they get scared, <laughs> which is translation, you know, don't do anything. The mushy middle uh, in America. Uh, I'm a big believer uh, in um, uh, relieving this debt as much as we can because it will liberate people to a large uh, degree. And I say this, even though I'm not a beneficiary of this, I will. I do not have student debt right now. Before we went on the air, I asked Dennis if he had student debt. He had paid his debt, debt off for many, many years ago. Uh, and then Den, Dennis pointed something out to me, which is absolutely true, which will never be discussed or rarely gets discussed. discussed. College is a racket. And in many ways, it's a ripoff. And so we go through life. This is just me reflecting about myself, like having a vague general idea of what we want to do in life. Uh, most of us, some people are very focused and know exactly what they're going to do. And they're going right for it. And God bless them. You know, I'm a little envious of them, but they're like, Phew! 
like uh, a Henry Davis Jr. jump shot going right for the bucket, like laser. Actually, Henry Davis Jr.'s son is a hell of a shooter. I bet he, the daddy's been sending me footage of his son shooting a basketball. The next Steph Curry is in South Bend, Indiana, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so some people have that, like, uh, Henry Davis Jr. Uh, jump shot going right for the hoops. And other people were kind of, like, going and meandering. Like, you know, we kind of know what we want to do, not sure how to get there. And so that we get channeled into college or universities, end up with this huge student debt. And sometimes we get a degree that, Bears no relationship to what we're going to do. And when then we sit there and wonder, like, why do we do this? There's kind of an insanity in the world. Or if, like, uh, or if like you go to college and you pay all that money and you get the job, if the job sucks, maybe you should get the money back. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's an interesting concept. Like, whoa, well, this job actually sucks. Can I get my money back? I, I'm a big believer uh, in uh, free education. I'm with Bernie on this one 100%. Now, I'm not saying Harvard should be free or Notre Dame or Northwestern, these elite private schools, but the public as as a whole, through our tax dollars, should pay for public education. I absolutely believe that. So if someone like a young dentist coming out of high school wants to learn radio, God help them as the industry is dying, but wants to learn it, he could go to a, what an accredited junior college or local college where they give you the basics, fundamental radio, so that he could go out uh, and set up a business operation uh, as a podcast producer. Which, by the way, Dr. D and Chris Shragi uh, have their own podcasting production company, or they will set one. I'm just giving you guys a little advertising. So that's generally how I view it. And so then this nickel dime stuff of like, is it ten thousand or is it twenty thousand? To me, that's just what like a band-aid on something that's uh, a much uh, deeper wound. Anyway, that's my thoughts, uh, general thoughts on the topic. Uh, without any further ado, I'm going to introduce a very uh, good friend of our show, a very popular guest, hasn't been on in a while, uh, councilman from South Bend, Indiana, Henry Davis, Jr. Henry, welcome back, Cotter. What's happening, man? It has been some time since last time we talked. How's everybody doing? Good, Everybody is well. Do you sound, Dennis? Does he sound good enough? Yeah, I mean we can hear you. Yeah. Okay, we can hear good. you. Good. Okay. You can. I want you to hear Dennis. me. I want the whole world to hear me. <laughs> uh, I we I in our show we call him Henry, but pretty soon we're probably going to have to call him Mayor. Uh, he's getting good. ready uh, to run for Mayor of South Bend, Indiana. We'll have to call him Your Honor uh, if he prevails. Yeah, I know you haven't officially formally uh, made an announcement. Henry, uh, but you have an exploratory committee, as I understand it. The election is in uh, May of next year, 2023. Uh, so what's the best way to say it? You're seriously thinking about it. You're going to do it and just haven't announced it yet. Which one is uh, more accurate? Now, Ben, you just asked me or you just said that I haven't announced. So now you're asking me to announce. So. I'm going to tell you that I am still working on fundraising and speaking with city fathers and moms about how they feel about their city so we can craft our message so that if we do announce, when we do announce in February, I can say that I'm actually running for mayor of South Bend. <laughs> Is that a good enough answer? That's good enough. That was well done. <laughs> That was some nice dancing there going. All right. Uh, <laughs> what he, here's what he really said. 
Ben, you think I'm going to announce on this show right now? You are insane. That's what he really said. Uh, in so many words, uh, Henry Davis Jr. All right. Um, your first appearance on our show uh, was one of the most popular individual interviews uh, we've done. Uh, it was, I think, in the summer of 2019. And you talked that's about your, your... That's because of your new CTU president. Yes. Isn't that something? Yeah, that and that is pretty amazing. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, and okay. So Henry Davis always gets mad at me at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Henry Davis's older sister is Stacy Davis Gates. I didn't want to mention her now because I got issues with dyslexia, and so I will automatically start calling Henry Davis Henry Davis Gates. And you want to get Henry Davis mad at you? Call him Henry Davis Gates. I'm not a Gates. Okay. Uh, so you had to put that in my head, Henry. Now I'm like, I'm battling that for this whole show. Dyslexia no, is no mean, joke. I, I have faith in you. I have faith uh, in you. Yes, but uh, Stacy uh, is, is Henry's uh, sister. Uh, she's another good friend of the show, and she uh, is, of course, the president of the Chicago Teachers Union. Just gave a big speech at the um, city club in front of all the muckety mucks in Chicago, and that was news where she announced she won't be running uh, for mayor, uh, but in all likelihood, we'll be supporting uh, Brandon Johnson. Good guy. Uh, who, who's a Cook County commissioner. Yes, Brandon Johnson has been on the show. Good guy, Brandon Johnson. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, you came on the show with your sister. Um, way back when, and uh, you were talking about your experiences with Mayor Pete in South Bend, Pete Buttigieg, who was the like the flavor of the day for Democrats. Dems absolutely loved him. Uh, he was a very smooth talker, uh, very quick on his feet, very articulate, uh, and just I so many uh, Dem Demi types that I know were just like drawn to him like a moth to a flame. Uh, and uh, you gave an entirely different. Uh, rendition of what Mayor Pete was like as a mayor in South Bend, uh, Indiana. And it became a very popular um, show, a segment still is, still gets hits. I can't believe it, even though it's three years old. Uh, and in a nutshell, you were talking about how he, he just ignored um, the neighborhoods, the communities in South Bend uh, where black people lived and uh, had a, looked the other way at some pretty racist behavior Best you could say, look the other way at racist behavior by the police department. Uh, and uh, so I would have thought that Mayor Pete uh, would have reached out to you at that moment, uh, Henry, and um, and d did do what he could to sort of like try to reassure you that he learned from his past, et cetera, try to at least uh, neutralize some of your opposition, get you to rethink it. But obviously he didn't. Uh, he just was going to ignore you and his uh, inability to get uh, black voters uh, in the primaries really undercut him. And now he's moved out of the state. He's moved to Michigan. He's going to run for Senate, I guess, up in Michigan. Do you have any thoughts about Mayor Pete leaving South Bend, Indiana and moving to Michigan? You talk, uh, you talking about the human dictionary? My wife called him a dictionary one day, and I, and I, I just couldn't even believe that she even said that. But it fit. It fits really well. You were talking about how well he speaks in, you know, his, his language. Um, yeah, he just has a pretty message. And guess what? I don't want to hear it anymore, and he's gone. So, bye. Uh, wish you well. Wish you well. Well, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, he uh, like I said, he's he moved to uh, uh, Michigan, up to Traverse City area in Michigan. Is probably going to run for Senate. Uh, so that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to run for Senate uh, at some point. All right, uh, enough on Mayor Pete. Uh, let's talk about uh, something, uh, another issue, a local issue in South Bend uh, that has ramifications uh, throughout the country, and it has to do with uh, how police deal. Uh, with mental uh, health issues. Well, I could talk about mental health issues with the police, uh, which is a serious problem uh, that is not being addressed anywhere. Uh, but let's talk about like people who are, what, having moments, if you will, of wildness and apparent madness. Uh, there was a, such a situation recently in South Bend uh, where a man was killed by the police. Uh, and uh, it's been quite a controversy uh, in uh, South Bend ever since. Uh, just in general, uh, Henry, your thoughts about how we are equipped to deal with people uh, who are sort of mentally unstable at a moment, at a moment in their life, and we deal with them with force. Go ahead. You, you know what's so profound about even that conversation, and I heard what you said about mental health, uh, even have a problem with mental health with officers themselves. It seems like everybody needs the same type of like empathy and, and love and, and treatment, right? So how can an officer who obviously has his own set of issues or her own set of issues have a handle on helping someone else who has mental issues as well? Uh, it, it seems like it's, it's incongruent or it's a, it's a huge contradiction. How can a person who is mentally unhealthy or unstable help someone who is having a psychotic moment in their lives? It's like you're you're asking the blind to lead the blind. No one's going to make it. The only problem that you have behind, with that situation is that one has the authority to use lethal force to get rid of the problem. So we've seen in other communities where they are addressing it. So you're in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They're dealing with it in South Bend, Indiana now. I mean, we had to sacrifice a black man to get there. We've been calling for this to happen for the last two years. Um, we Okay, so we leave there. We, uh, they're doing it, and we're in Indianapolis. They just were given, like, millions of dollars to start this program. Um, you have, uh, I think it's Memphis, Tennessee, and you, you, you have Denver, Colorado. I mean, look. There's not a one-size-all-fit approach anymore, right? It never really was. and But now we have people who have a, a, a better way of thinking about what should happen to support the public. Just not black people, just not white people, the public, because that could be anyone. Mm -hmm. And so the idea or the need or the necessity of putting people um out in the field to help support those who need the support the most is, is, is an awesome idea. Why wouldn't we want to do that? We ha must do that. And for officers that have been in the field for too long, they need time to themselves as well. Why wouldn't you want time to yourself? Why wouldn't you want to be mentally healthy? If you're mentally unstable or unhealthy, you're going to have a very rough day. Regardless of where you're at, it all makes sense. For mental health, 
in all aspects of law enforcement. So in, uh, in your opinion, what are some of the uh, changes that, sh- that should be implemented, not just in South Bend, but everywhere, or what are, which, what are already being implemented uh, in South Bend? Go ahead. Well, we're looking at two, um, it's like a two-tier approach where we have a, a facility that's large enough and expansive enough um, that, that, that obviously employs uh, mental health care professionals for when things go wrong. If you knew Dante Cottrell, you knew that he was um, suffering from a mental illness. Mm-hmm. He's been like that his entire life. Uh, and so it's schizophrenia. That's what he's been diagnosed with. Uh, the community knows it. Most people know it. That has dealt with him. Uh, he has his moments just like most people with mental illness uh, do. Uh, it happens, right? It's an illness just like you, if you have a cancer or you, whatever it is, heart disease, whatever, you know, hypertension. He just had that, his set of issues is schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, um, excuse me, I said Dennis. <laughs> uh, Dante, he um, gets uh, blown away by the SWAT team because he's out in the middle of a field next to a school threatening to kill himself. Now, as crazy as that that sounds, it gets even worse because now we begin to blame Dante. You start hearing these narratives about blaming Dante for his own demise. Not that he was having a psychotic episode, not that we did everything that we could do to help prevent, you know, um, uh, his, his, his untimely death. We're blaming him because he should have been on his meds. We're blaming him because he should have uh, listened to the negotiation between him and the police. And that's the other thing that's even like nuts. How do a police? How does a police officer or police force negotiate with someone who has basically lost their mind? He's out there talking about I'm going to kill myself, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And they helped them. They helped them. So these mobile crisis units need to be um, implemented in these cities with public safety uh, attached to it. I'm not advocating for a clinician or uh, some psychologist to go out there by themselves, especially when someone has a weapon. But I think we're smart enough. I think that, that we are well-resourced as far as finances, well enough to figure out the best and the most creative way of, of arming, no pun intended, arming our law enforcement um, and, 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 and those who um, sign up to participate in this, these programs mm-hmm. with the necessary uh, tools so that we're successful. People shouldn't have to lose their lives because they have a mental illness. Yeah. All right. Uh, when you said, I just want to clarify one thing, uh, Henry, when you said they helped him, uh, what were you, what did you mean when you said they well, helped? He, he was wanting to commit suicide. That's what he said. I'm wanting to kill myself. Yeah. And most folks who are schizophrenic, they will tell you that they get manic in that way 
and they want to kill themselves because that's how they feel. It's like they can't control their thoughts and their moods, and so they want out. Yeah. Um, and so the only way out is death. And so they are interested in killing themselves, and they will talk suicide because they want to, like, leave this skin because the skin is bothering me. Mm-hmm. And so never have I experienced it, but I'm sure it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. So, so while he's out pacing back and forth in the field, now this is the crazy thing about it. He's saying this. So he's crying out for help. And the help that they give him are bullets. And so he's not. And then now the mayor, after two years, and then he proposed a resolution that they went crazy out. Well, you don't say. I just don't understand why a black man had to be sacrificed for us to use the brain power and capacity that our God gave, has given us. Or how about this? Maybe have some empathy for those who need the support. Mm-hmm. I think that that would probably be a lot better. Just be able to empathize with people and to care enough to service them at the level that they deserve it. All right. So, uh, in your mind, what would be the best way to respond, uh, to a crisis that, uh, Dante Contrell, uh, represented who should the authorities send in? Should they send in a counselor who is supported by police? Cause the man is armed. Uh, should they send in someone who knows, uh, Dante, should it be a police officer or a firefighter who is trained to deal with uh, people uh, who suffer from schizophrenia? Which one of those do you think is the best approach? Man, you're going to be on the phone with me for the next four hours. So Dante's mom watched him die. Dante's mother was out there and begging law enforcement for an opportunity to talk to her baby. That's what she said. Her baby, her child. So she was there. They didn't allow it, right? Uh, so clearly they don't want any help. We got him cornered. So they surround him with 10 cars, guns drawn. Mm-hmm. And so now he is faced with more pressure. If we know about people who are suffering from mental illness, the last thing that you should do is hurt them. Mm-hmm. That excites them to a higher level. But guess what our police department did? They surround them with guns. Mm-hmm. So in those type of scenarios, phone calls made to dispatch. Here they say it was a black man in the field with a gun who was tripping. That was the call. We need somebody to come out here because he's, he's going to do something to somebody. Mm-hmm. We get back to it, find out that he said that he's going to kill himself, not hurt anybody in the building or injure anyone in the neighborhood. He has a weapon. That's the other scenario that's drawn out. Come to find out, Dante had a toy gun in his hand. 
So who do we call for that? We got to call all concerned parties. If there is a mother who knows how to calm down their child, guess who we call? The mom. We allow her to do what she knows what to do. Guess why? Because she has been dealing with this probably for the better part of this child's life. No matter how old the child is. So I'm sure there's probably been other like knives and other things been drawn uh, during the course of his, you know, 51 years on this earth. I mean, I'm being serious. This is, this is, this is nuts to me. And so if we can't get a hold of uh, mom or dad, you know, whoever they trust, then we obviously need to dispatch the necessary parties who have the, the, the ability to handle this situation. Hell, they could have shot Dante with a tranquilizer dart and got a better response to the community than what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have wild animals running around in, in, in urban areas that are not supposed to be there, and they're called DNR or, or the Humane Society or whatever it is, and they will subdue the, the animal and take them back to their nice habitat. Mm-hmm. Black man gets to have a bullet sent at him. There's a couple things that are going on here, uh, uh, Ben. There's a few things going on here. But to answer your question, mental health care professional and the officers not only need to be trained both, like so the mental health care professional needs to be trained on tactics of, 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 of how to decide that this is too much, right? Yeah. Uh, being able to figure out how to protect themselves. The officer needs to learn how to handle and talk to those who are going through these psychotic episodes. So they, it, it's a shared experience. Just real nuts though, man. I, I'm being honest. You know, I, I'm using slang at this point because I don't know, no other way to describe this barbaric behavior that is being exhibited here in our country is barbaric. So the only thing that we know how to do is that get rid of the problem. Well, the problem is being, that's a human being. Somebody loves them. This is nuts. Yeah. No, I, uh, there's, uh, this is a a very, uh, difficult and perplexing uh, topic in general. Uh, Henry, because it quickly gets sucked into larger political maneuvers. So follow me on this one. Whenever uh, there is a mass shooting, (laughs) schools, you know, whatever, uh, and there's an outcry for uh, restrictions on the sale of guns to limit the, the distribution of our arsenal throughout this country, whenever, whenever we try to have that conversation immediately, immediately MAGA responds by saying, uh, it's, you should not restrict the uh, sale of guns. It's not guns that does it. Uh, it's mental instability. What we need to do, if, if they're being sensitive on an issue, they go, we need more help for mental ill. And then when the moment passes, they never do anything. Do you follow what I'm saying? So this would be this would be the kind of example that would fit under the category of dealing with the mental mental illness. In other words, how do you respond to a a crisis like this? Do you send in a SWAT team and just shoot the guy, or are you thinking in terms of really dealing with mental illness? 
And you try to send in people who could talk them to put down. It was a toy gun. Is that correct? Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely toy gun. Toy gun. Yeah. So you get them to put down the toy gun. Uh, And uh, I never see any effort, any real substantial effort, Henry, once the moment passes, once a crisis moment passes, like a bipartisan effort to deal with like issues like a man like Dante Cottrell, who's having a moment. And so to me, it's just a political gamesmanship. Do you follow me? The way we deal with mental health in this country is political gamesmanship. Do you know you can't, a lot of insurance, a lot of therapists won't even take insurance anymore. So you can't even go to a therapist and have it paid for. You got to pay for it out of your own pocket. We send so many mixed messages. Do you follow me, Henry, on this issue? And I'm not even talking about um, something as severe as uh, schizophrenia. So, so if you're the mayor of South Bend, are you going to uh, require police officers to have uh, training to deal with this, or are you going to recommend that? Oh, 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 absolutely. And now there needs to be an insurance on officers as well, right? We, we've seen it happen in appearances. You can't, like, continue to use the city's trust, taxpayers' dollar, to help fund your uh, lapse in judgment, Right? Man gets killed by officer. Uh, uh, man's family finds attorney. Attorney mm-hmm. sues city, right? Yeah. City then loses the lawsuit. City pays an access of five million dollars for, for lost man's life. Who paid for that? Think about it. Yeah. The very person that you just killed. There has to be better ways of holding people accountable for their lapse in judgment. Guess what? If I go out and I drive my car and I go out in front of somebody and I and I cause an accident, guess what happens? I gotta pay that through my insurance. Yeah. Did I mean to do it? Probably not, but it was a lapse in judgment. It happens that way. We're humans. We make mistakes. And what's even better about that conversation is that you have the ability to say, I'm sorry I didn't mean to do it. I made a mistake. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I have no idea where that has gotten lost as we have grown older as we become more civilized and more, more creative and more technologically savvy, I don't know. We're sorry. I didn't mean it. Got lost. Mm. Will you please forgive me? Yeah. I, I, where in the hell did that go? Well, I could tell you in Chicago and I'm not, uh, not speak. I don't know about South Bend in Chicago. It's seen as a sign of weakness. If you apologize. And I think, this goes from the top down. And so then it gets to the moment where people have guns and they settle their, uh, their anger by just shooting someone. But in Chicago, I've lived here since 1981, Henry, it's seen as a weakness 
If you publicly say <laughs> you're sorry for something, I think it's the most demented uh, attitude in the world. We have massive <laughs> bully mayors who just think they could just say anything to anybody at any time and get away with it. And that's, and people in Chicago just seem to buy into that. So you ask, where did that go? It, I, I'm just speaking of Chicago, the city I know best. It's seen as a weakness. If you apologize, do you follow me? A weakness. And yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you, but I don't see it as weakness. I, I see a lot of strength in that to admit your fault and to want to move forward, knowing that you made a mistake and that you wanted to correct it. That's that says strength to me. What says weakness is that you keep acting like it didn't happen. You want to continue on. Yeah. You know they say that's when you run away from your problems. That's weakness. Well, that's weakness. You're running away from your problem. So, so I need to know something that will show my ignorance of South Bend. So I apologize up front for my ignorance of South Bend. Is South Bend a small enough community that you personally knew Dante Cottrell? Why did you ask me that? <laughs> you, you want to be on the phone with me forever. I grew up in church with Dante. Dante is, I think, 12 years older than me. Yeah. Uh, or, or less. Um. I met Dante when I was probably about nine, ten years old. Dante had issues there. Dante was a guy at church when we were in church at one thirty, and the pastor does call for discipleship. I mean, you get this done sweating and him and all. And I'm in a pastor's church now. Yeah. We just just got done getting it on, man. So people falling out, and you know the whole show. <laughs> And so they call for discipleship and you go down and you want to give your life to God, right? Or you want to rejoin the church or whatever that is. And we're sitting in church because we didn't drew over every program that you can find because we're kids and we're hungry. And church is over because it's one thirty. He's done screaming at us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and guess who comes down walking down the aisle? Dante. It's not a small church either. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Dante comes walking down the aisle. We know we're going to be there for at least another half hour. Because they're getting ready to pray away his demons. I'm just telling you how jacked up this is in society. It's not a black or white problem. It's, 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 it's our inability to deal with problems head on. And so... They're going to pray away his problems because he has demons attached to him. Not that he has a mental illness and he needs therapy. We're going to pray away these demons right now because in the book of Job, that's what they did. Sir, I, I, you know, yeah, I know Dante. His mother lives in my district. I've been knowing the family all my life. Sister as well. Yeah. Now I even know his nieces and nephews real just it, it got real close for me i'm going to tell you what real quick but when it, when it happened i i knew the name right mm-hmm. but we're up and down the highway i'm t- traveling i think we're that weekend we were somewhere north of chicago look i i'm tired and, and i'm tired of these narratives too so not only did i heard about a black man dying at the end of a gun a police gun I'm tired because I'm sick of driving and, you know, spending all my money because we won a basketball game and a basketball game. I heard it. I didn't recognize it. My sister called me and she said, 
Dante. You should make me recognize or remember who Dante is. And now it's even more personal. I've been knowing that guy all my life, literally. And so it means a lot more, not because other people in, in their humanity doesn't, but because I knew him and I know his family, I know his mom, I know his sister. Now I know his nieces and nephews because they're up amazing. People, it's, it's unfair. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on just briefly uh, on a tangent out of this. Uh, you mentioned uh, being in church until one thirty, and uh, you're hungry. <laughs> and I just popped into my mind. There's a comedian. I urge you to check him out sometime. His name is Gary Owen, and he does a bit about uh, black church and how the services go on forever, ever. It is hilarious. I urge you. <laughs> if, yeah. It's, yeah. It's I, an have, experience. Have you ever heard of Gary Owen? Do you know him at all? Yeah, I know, I know exactly who that is, but I haven't heard him talk about it. I don't oh. like to because I'm sure it's funny as hell. It's hilarious. <laughs> I will send it to you uh, when we're done with this interview. It's, uh, anyway, um, all right. Uh, so that's the situation in South Bend. Let's uh, broaden things uh, to the full state of uh, Indiana, if you will. Uh, there is a Senate election. We talked briefly about it before we went on the air, uh, Indiana. I would just assume I've just always in my mind viewed Indiana as a MAGA state. Uh, I know the city of South Bend, uh, and, uh, Gary, go Gary, Indiana, uh, are sort of like, uh, like, uh, uh, democratic enclaves and what is mostly a, uh, a Republican state, maybe portions of Indianapolis as well. Uh, but um, uh, you said something that struck me, uh, that caught me off guard. You said there's a chance that the Democrat, Thomas McDermott, can defeat uh, Todd Young, who is the, the incumbent uh, Republican senator uh, in this election that's coming up in uh, November in Indiana. And that would be a sign of a big change uh, in American politics. So why don't you go into detail a little bit, uh, Henry, and explain why you think it's possible that the Democrat McDermott can defeat the Republican uh, Todd Young. Well, I, I don't think that Republicans have a very good following or, or good um, recognition of um, who they are as a party as well. I, I, I'm not saying that Democrats do because we have some major issues. Uh, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Those folks are at each other's throats. They're trying to figure out what's next. And right now, McDermott, Indiana, just this whole issue with Trump and this insurrection that they do not want to recognize and want to believe that that was that actually happened. Mm -hmm. um, that was staged. You know, that, that was a you know a plan. Somebody planned that and. and and guess who was probably, you know, one of the ringleaders? You know, I'm not going to say his name. Um, but what, what I will say is that if Democrats have done a really good job in organizing in your more urban areas, especially where these Democrats are at, these hardcore Democrat voters, that would be St. Joe County, that would be Lake County, that would be Marion County. Um, Ty Young is not necessarily that popular here in Indiana. If he is, I, I missed it, right? I missed it. But most people who have not done their job or have done a really bad job are extremely vulnerable regardless of their party. And so I think McDermott has a good chance if they have done the work 
uh, within the urban areas to get the boat out. And let's face it here, and this is a big one because you brought this up earlier, um, the abortion yeah. deal. Yeah, man, how do you piss off uh, an entire world with one swing? There are more women on this earth than there are men. Yeah. And so some man, white man, may I add, who has probably been there way too long, believes that his white woman or black women or whatever woman, you know, heritage she is, needs to hand over her body to him. Yeah. And they think that that is a good way of leading. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> this is not Iran or Iraq, you know, where, when women have less rights than, you know, animals. You have, This is nuts. Yeah. So they're going to put the very people that you didn't pissed off uh, <laughs> in the election booth. I, I don't, I, I'm not very smart, but I don't think that that was a good move. I think that, that was a horrible move. Well, no, I uh, I got a little taste from afar of Indiana uh, law uh, in regards to abortion uh, with the story that broke. I, we talked a lot about it on the show, uh, Henry. I wrote about it, of the 10-year-old girl in Ohio uh, who uh, was raped. And in Ohio, they were going to force her to have the baby. So she went to Indianapolis uh, to get an abortion. Uh, and a doctor in Indianapolis performed the procedure. This was right before uh, Indiana changed this law so that she wouldn't, if it happened then, she wouldn't be able to have the abortion in uh, Indiana. And uh, in the fallout, the, uh, the local newspaper in Indianapolis reported the matter, uh, and the authorities in Indiana, the attorney general in Indiana, who is a right-wing MAGA guy, uh, Todd Rakita, I think his name is, Rokita. Rokita. This guy's a lunatic. You know, he, he, he would have to be a doctor. <laughs> he don't say. Why not? Yeah. He has to make his point made. He, he double down on stupid. And, and so Unfortunately. I, yeah. So I, listening to you now and thinking about uh, the, even people in the middle, I don't know. There has to be a moment, I would hope, where people who are in the middle, they may not like the policies that I endorse for things like, I don't know, taxes or something, but they must at least take a stand against such like barbarism. You know what I mean? Like where a 10-year-old girl has to have the baby or, or you punish the doctor. So this, how does he pronounce it, Rakita? He's madder at the doctor than he is at the rapist. Henry, what? Help me. Help me out on this. Why would that man be popular in the state of Indiana? Because it's Indiana and people just, um, they stay on cold. They do. They stay on cold. Uh, They believe that, you know, the idea of working together and 10 years down the line, this will work itself out. Um, but this abortion thing, I, I don't think that, that they're going to spend a chance in hell uh, with trying to win back their voters. That that you, I, it doesn't matter where you're from. I'm talking about a woman or or, or a lady, uh, a female. It, 
they believe that their body is theirs. And guess what? It is theirs. So how does a, a man who doesn't possess uh, the tools that a woman has can tell you how to manage that properly? Right? It's just, it's just insane. But this is the way that's going across America. And it was, this senseless behavior was started with, you know, that other guy. I'm not going to say his name. But it, it was it was given permission to show up in a big way by that guy. Yeah. He, he incited so much stuff. And people say, well, you want to It's great that you get to see it. Yeah, but, I, but that doesn't mean I want to live it. Yeah. You know, we got to have a little bit more some decorum here. Yeah. We have to have a heart here, some conscience. But, uh, you know, whatever. All right. Well, uh, maybe there is hope that uh, the Democrats can prevail. And I would have, it's a long, Indiana, of course, is the home state of Mike Pence. Uh, and uh, that's a, a politician. You talk about a guy who's trying to walk a narrow line. Trump and his MAGA team wanted to force him at the threat of death to proclaim Trump the winner of an election that Trump didn't win. Follow me this on people. They had the noose ready and ready to go and use on Pence. And they were speaking about killing Pence. And he's so afraid of upsetting Donald Trump that he won't criticize him. I, I, I don't know how to get the words out, uh, Henry. You know, it is, we talked about in Chicago how it, people will not forgive ever. The amount of tolerance that Republicans show for Donald Trump is taking it into a whole other degree. Do you follow me? You know, they, I, I'm following you. It's almost like a demigod, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're actually getting to see this right now in real time. It's kind of like how Hitler, you know, got his, his point across. Yes. It's ob- ob- yeah. uh, obedience. And I, you know what? I'd be curious. Mike Pence is from Indiana. Mike Pence used to be the uh, governor of Indiana. Mike Pence was a congressman from Indiana. He is of Indiana. If he had the guts to stand up and say, Donald Trump is a disease that is destroying our party and I will not allow it to happen, would Republicans in Indiana support their son, their neighbor, their brother, or would they throw him out of the party like they've thrown uh, Cheney out of the party? What's your opinion? he get thrown out like Cheney. Wow. <laughs> I'm still being serious, man. He got thrown out like Cheney. They will come up with an idea and say that you're never supposed to challenge God. I'm sorry, leadership. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I just said? That you're yes. never supposed to challenge God leadership. Yes. Yes, it's twisted. All right. It is. It is really twisted. We're going to close with this. We had a mini debate before we went on the air. Well, let's just settle it right now. So uh, I was uh, up in uh, Mayor Pete country uh, last week with my family, uh, enjoying a beautiful, much, much deserved vacation, if I must say so myself. Mayor Pete country, of course, is upstate uh, Michigan now where Mayor Pete has moved. Uh, And I did not see him while I was there, but he has moved to this general area where I was. 
And so uh, to get back to Chicago, we drove through Michigan and through Indiana. And I got to tell you, sorry, Indiana, those are the worst kept roads in the country. Indy, well, let me let me back up in the Midwest region. That's my opinion. And uh, Henry is now <laughs> going to defend his home state. So go ahead. Defend Indiana. There, there's nothing worse than Michigan roads. I don't care what you say. You can, you can even exit off the highway going left. There's nothing worse than Michigan highways. I was in Michigan a great deal of my summer. Going back and forth to Detroit and Ann Arbor. Brother, nah, that's a hard sell. My, my, if you want my car to tell you an opinion about how Michigan roads are, I can show you a couple bills. Uh, they, yeah, no, absolutely not. You're talking about tire and rim damage. Now, I'm not saying that we're a beacon of hope and pride because we're, we're horrible too. But uh, Michigan, they win. They win by a nose. Well, well, you know what? I'll tell you who's in the running. The city of Chicago, okay? <laughs> Drive down West or Damon or Western sometime from one end of the to the other. <laughs> I have driven down Chicago, and I'm going to tell you, that's a better drive than Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> He's dumping all over Michigan, but ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they hit. dumped all over me. I, I'm not getting that money back. They dumped all over me, brother. <laughs> and let me just tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. If his son, who's a hell of a basketball player, will end where we began, uh, decides to go play basketball in Michigan, uh, Henry Davis was singing a different tune about the state of Michigan. No, I, 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 no, no, I was just going to train. <laughs> or, or call one of the boosters to, to provide me with transportation so I can get to and fro. <laughs> for some reason, I see your son playing at Michigan State for Izzo. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why. Hey, 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 that's an awesome omen. You know that's where he wants to go. I did and not know that. No, no, seriously, I know you didn't know that. That's why I yeah. said it's, a great, it's, it's an awesome omen. Omen, uh, no, seriously. Yeah. That that has been, you know, uh, he would like to go to Michigan. I don't know where he got that from. I, I have no idea. It's not like we've visited Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. But he has absolutely said that. Well, he he may have uh, got it from Draymond Green, who uh, who speaks up his own a lot. And uh, you know, I'm a Big Ten fan, so at least the old Big Ten. I'm not quite sure where I I got to refigure everything, but I'm a Big Ten fan. So whenever a Big Ten team uh, makes it into the Final Four, I, I don't care if I've been rooting against them all year because I wanted Northwestern to win, which is my hometown team. I will root for the Big Ten. Oh, even if it's Ohio State, I cannot stand Ohio State, all right? I will root for And Indiana. I can't stand it. I couldn't that take Bobby Knight one minute. But I will root for the Big Ten. Uh, so, so, so you stay on message and you stay uh, on, on um, what did I say earlier about those uh, crazy Republicans? They they stay they stick to the strip. <laughs> I, I'm, I stick to the Big Ten strip. But all these years, I'm impressed with Izzo. I like Izzo. So, oh, uh, he knows how to win. Yeah, yeah, and um, he knows how to win, and he builds teams for the tournament, not yeah. for yeah the regular season. Yeah, so, uh, and I just, I don't know. I just, in my, my mind, I, when you were trashing the state of Michigan's roads, I was thinking, wow, what if his son goes to Michigan State? That will be singing it. Or Juwan Howard at Michigan. 
who's that'd be, uh, even, all, that'd be, that'd be even better, right? <laughs> Fab five, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Jawan Howard fan from Chicago, CVS High School. Graduated oh, yeah. class in 1991, I want to say. Jawan Howard. I pass it all the time. Yes. And it's closed with boarded up windows. What a shame. Uh, well, it's it's, it's uh, got a lot of boarded up windows, but it's not completely closed. And then you're taking the Skyway. And don't get me started on the Skyway. The toll. <laughs> you know what? That's a whole other show, Henry. The tolls. Come on. And and the traffic jams. It's like you can't have it both ways. Can you figure out a way, Henry, to, to repair a road? At not a rush hour? <laughs> capitalism, man. Oh, capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism is right. It's ruining us all. Uh, yeah, it's a privatized uh, the the Skyway. It's been all downhill. All right, Henry. Uh, it was great talking to you. As always, a blast talking to you. And uh, maybe I'll make it up this year to watch your son play. Uh, you could take me around South Bend. I think that would be a lot of fun. If, uh, if, uh, oh, my, most certainly. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. I want to see that kid play as a hell of a shooter. Uh, all right. Very good. Uh, uh, Henry Davis Jr., thank you very much uh, for being on the show. I also want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Henry Davis Jr. and Stacy Davis Gates will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D, and the D stands for Demarvelous. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of Eddie Cash. <laughs> Peace and love, everybody. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.